Can you talk into the microphone, Mom? We have a lot to talk about. Talk about your feet. My feet? I've got big feet. They hurt all the time. And uh, I guess that's it for that. They don't do anything else but walk. Hi, I'm Sherry Todd, a former DJ, now a podcaster. Every week, I hope to take you on an adventure that informs, inspires, and starts conversations. I want to get honest, and I want to get to the heart of life and love. There's going to be good days, bad days, good shows, bad shows. And just like life, we have to figure it out. And I want to figure it out loud. Welcome to Sherapy. Welcome to episode three of Sherapy. I'm Sherry Todd, and that was my mom helping out there with some sound checks. She's going to be a part of our show today. And our show today is about dementia and caregivers. And I'm going to interview my mom. And um, she's had dementia for about three years. And I'm just going to kind of give you a taste of how it's affected her memory and her thought process. Uh, First, a little background. Did you know that dementia and Alzheimer's are not the same? Uh, dementia is a overall term used to describe symptoms that impact the memory, performance of daily activities, and communication abilities. There's a lot of different kinds of dementia. My mom has vascular dementia. Alzheimer's disease is the most common type of dementia. And uh, Alzheimer's gets worse with uh, time and affects the memory, language, and thought. There is also, um, it's also the sixth leading cause of death in the United States. Uh, One in three seniors will die from Alzheimer's or another type of dementia. It kills more than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. Um, While heart disease have decreased 11%, deaths from dementia have increased 123%. 5.7 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. Uh, the, world Hor- the, world, the World Health Organization says there are 47.5 million people around the world living with dementia. Every 65 seconds, someone in the U.S. develops this disease. Um, I thought instead of focusing on dementia, I'm going to have the interview with my mom, but I want to focus on the caregivers who seem to be affected by it a lot more, I think, than the person themselves with the disease, because my mom doesn't even realize she has dementia. She just thinks she she has a a memory loss from old age. Um, She doesn't understand a lot of things that happen because we don't tell her. You know, we don't say, Mom, you've asked that question 12 times today. You know, we don't say that. We just answer her question. No matter how many times she's asked it, we'll answer it again. Because we don't want to frighten her. And there's been times where she's completely confused and it scares her. And we try to say, oh, Mom, you're just tired. And, you know, that seems to help. But I know it's going to get worse. And it's, it's stressful. So I want to talk about how to relieve some of that stress of caring for a loved one that's affected with this disease and some um, resources that you can turn to. But first, let's talk with my mom.
I'm here with my mom, Georgine. Hi, mom. Thank you for hello joining me today for this interview. Um, today, we're going to talk about your dementia and how it's affected your everyday life. So, can you tell us a little bit how you think it's affected you in any way? No. You, I don't. I don't. I don't. If I just my mind's not working on that, I don't see any problems. You don't. You don't think you have any um, memory problems or? Oh, memory problems. Not real bad. Well, can I ask you uh, what day it is? Uh, <laughs> Monday. No. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> no. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Oh, that's right. We went to Randy's on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what month we're in? No, I'm not sure. Do you know the year? No. Do you know who our president is? No. You don't know who our president is? No. I probably do, but it's not coming out. That's probably a good thing. Um, can well, you know, let's let's talk about some stuff that maybe you can remember. <laughs> um, talk about um, your mom and dad. Do you have like any happy memories of your mom and dad? Things that they've done you were like really proud of, and or you know, just happy memories that you used to have with your mom and dad. Not very many, I guess. The biggest memory I have with my mom is taking me and picking me up from school because I was so proud of how beautiful she was. My dad, he just wasn't around that much. He was out of town most of the time, so I I didn't have a relationship with him until later on after I was an adult. And uh, I had a good relationship when he died. What about uh, your brother's? My brothers. Do you do you know do you, do you what's what are the names of your brothers? I can't think right now. Uh, Bud, Edward, Bud. He's your older brother, right? Yeah. And what about your baby brother? Uh, I can't remember. Jim. Yeah. Yeah, because that was a, what's her name's husband? Nancy? Yeah. So do you have any memories of any, I, I know Uncle Jim was a lot younger than you, so, but do you have like any memories, good memories with Uncle Jim or Uncle Bud? Only remembers that rem- Remember, it's, I, I just come into my head every every so often is when I was younger. They were young, older than me, and they, I guess, they were always protecting me. They were in high school. They were older than me, and they always took care of me. Anybody started to mess with me, they were sorry. Well, that was Uncle Bud and 
and uh, Uncle Jim. I've got my memories so bad. Yeah, Uncle Uncle Jim was younger than you. Yeah. So I think it was your cousins, Bud and your cousins, that protected you. Yeah, that's true. Like Chuck and Jack. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. They used to take me to school. Yeah, they. I think they're they're the ones you're thinking about. Hmm? I do. I remember you told me about going to Uncle Bud's. You went to visit him and his wife in Texas. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. What, I didn't get to stay very long. What were some of the fun things you did there? Oh, honey, I don't remember. You don't remember any of that? No, I just remember. Uh, I remember I went, but I don't remember anything about it. I remember the airplane ride. <laughs> I remember, do you remember, like, all the, you know, stuff we used to do with Uncle Jim? We used to go over there a lot for, you know, birthdays and holidays. You know, with Nancy and and the kids and yeah, I, but I don't remember anything specific. I used to remember, but I don't anymore. I don't really remember. We just, I know we just had good times and stuff like that. And then when Uncle Jim died, everything kind of fell apart. You know, I didn't yeah. see much of Nancy, and uh, her kids, of course, were. Yeah, I didn't see them either. So, so what about um, well, with your own family, with your own kids? I mean, <sighs> do you you remember? You know the names of all of us, right? Uh, Bud. No, your your children. My children. Oh God, <laughs> Sherry, <laughs> Tammy. Um. Edward. What are your um, boys' names? My boys? Yeah. Um, hmm. I know what they are, but they can't come out of my head. Well, we, we just went to... Randy's house yesterday, so Randy. Yeah, but see, that couldn't, it didn't even come to my head. And Ted? Yeah. I was looking for younger ones. I mean, older ones. You know, I was trying to think in my head, but. Mike? Yeah, Mike. God, that's a sad life. There's me, Tammy, Janelle. Yeah. James, Jennifer. Well, they weren't my kids. Well, they were the same they're my thing. stepchildren, but they were like my kids, especially James. Jennifer Do you remember was... any happy times that we used to have? Remember, like Christmas Eves, we all used to get together. And Do you remember those? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember a lot of stuff anymore. What about Noggles, when you used to work at Noggles? Oh, I love that. I know. Do you remember? I was a manager. Yeah. I remember that. I remember I have to, I worked nights when I first started working there. And I had to walk all the way home at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Once 
hiding through the bushes, going through the park. <laughs> it was scary. Then Tammy found a car for me. It was Grandpa. No, it was a Tammy. No, it's Grandpa. We were young, Mom. When you started working for Nagos, we were um, we were still in high school. So his grandpa got you the car. I don't remember my dad giving me a car. Tammy did oh, get he, you a oh, car. Oh, yeah, he paid for it. He got you a car. Tammy got you a car years later. Really? I don't yeah. remember that at all. Yeah. Tammy oh. was working at a car dealership, and she got you, got you a car. Yeah. But... When you first were working at Noggles, Grandpa got you a car, so you wouldn't have to walk anymore. I don't remember that. Yeah. All I can do is remember running through the bushes at night. Well, that's why Grandpa got you a car, so you wouldn't run through <laughs> the bushes anymore. I understand that, but I just, like I say, I don't, really, I don't remember an awful lot of stuff with my dad. What about Aunt Charlotte? I know you were close with Aunt oh, Charlotte. Aunt Charlotte was my love. And you, she was your cousin. She was my sister. Yeah, and you guys used to do a lot together. Do you remember so any? making me cry already. Do you remember any crazy stuff you guys used to do together, other than yes, we going did. to bars? Well, we didn't do that too often. In a few times, that's when I met your dad. What were some of the crazy stuff you did with Aunt Charlotte? Do you remember? I know you guys went to Vegas a lot. Yeah, I went to Vegas. We just I don't know, went to movies, um, watched TV, played games. She was just always there for me. You know, if I was having a problem, man, she was right there. And uh, her husband hated me. She spent so much time taking care of me. I, I don't think he hated you. I think he loved oh, you. Oh, yes. Mom. He hated me. Oh, well, Believe me. I, I don't know anything about that, but... when they went How could Memphis, anybody hate you, Mom? You know... Yes, people do hate, honey. I know they hate, Mom, but I don't... I can't see... I don't think you've had a lot of enemies in your life. No, I didn't, but I know he was. Believe me. Okay. Now, what about birthdays? Do you remember birthdays? Do you remember your birthday? When uh, you were born? Do you know the day you were born? No. Yeah, sure. No, I mean the date. Do you know? May 1535. There you go. Do you know my birthday? No. I don't remember anybody's birthdays. Well, that's okay, because I have it all written down for you, Mom, so. <laughs> In case I need to know about it. Like, today, today's Grandpa's birthday, your dad's birthday. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, next month is Jeremy's birthday and Randy's birthday. Giselle's birthday came, and you tried to call her, but um, if you're Ooh. listening, Janelle, Grandma tried to call, but your voicemail, your Ooh. voicemail box was full. Who are you talking about? Giselle. Oh, I missed her birthday. No, you didn't. You called her. I did? Yeah, I remember her, talking to her. I know, but her mailbox was empty, so you couldn't leave a message. Or her mailbox was full, so you couldn't talk to her. So you... I missed her. I left her a message? Well, you tried to. Oh, gosh. And I think she might have called later and you talked to her, but... I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember anything, Sharon. Well, that's... Part of the dementia, Mom. It, it oh, mess, I understand that. It messes with your memory. It's, uh... I'm here to remember for you. You're there to remember. Jerry, come in here. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm here to remember and, and turn your TV on. I remember to turn my TV on. 
Yeah, because you can't remember. You can't turn it on. You can't remember oh, how sometimes, to yeah. push the right button. Life sales. No, I mean, well, you know, I this. I want to ask you this. I think a lot of people ask themselves this, and uh, how do you want to be remembered? I think I want to be remembered by my family, people I love. And uh, it'd be nice if old friends might, but I haven't had friends in many years. Well, Pat Hall was your friend. Huh? Pat Hall was a friend. I know, and that was years ago. Yeah. I'm saying. But All my friends I had. You didn't are, really have a lot of friends, though. No, I didn't. Most but of it was family. Had, Most of it was family. Once I got out of working and stuff like that, I didn't have any association with any of them. You know, all I had was my family. Yeah, but if you if you want to be remembered, what do you want to be remembered for? I think, especially you know, it's, I always helped people. Somebody had a problem or an emergency or. That's true, because all my friends used to love come talk to you. Any problem they had, they'd come to you before they went to their own parents. I remember I just, that. You know, as I got older, I still, you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have to say I've had a bad life and I had a good life. And the last parts of my years have been good. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. All the horror that I went through is not there anymore. Well, good. That's a good thing. So... I guess we're done. I want to thank you. Hmm? I want to thank you. Am I thinking? No. I said I want to thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I, we need to find your. <laughs> we need to find your hearing aids, and I, and I, I appreciate you coming in my bedroom. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you traveled all the way from your room to my room. <laughs> I want to. I appreciate that. And I paid for a inch. <laughs> That's right. So thank you, mom. You're welcome. I love you. I love you too. Someday she'll talk about Aunt Rosie, the sister she lost, asking when she's coming over and why she hasn't called. Some days I just hold her fragile hand as time creeps across the floor. Some days it almost kills me watching her memory. Carrie Underwood and a piece of a song called 
Forever Changed from her Blown Away album about somebody dealing with dementia. And I read somewhere that she will not perform that song live because it's too emotional. As a caregiver with somebody with dementia, it takes its toll. About a year after my mom was diagnosed, I went to the doctor for my yearly visit. And uh, she had noticed I had gained weight. And she could clearly see that I was under a lot of stress. So we, we talked about what was bothering me. And obviously it was my mom. And she told me something that's always stuck with me. She said, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of your mom. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. But I realize now, looking back, that what I was dealing with, because my mom isn't as bad then as she was now, obviously, and I was dealing with my own feelings of what she was going through. I was feeling sad. I was feeling scared for her. And I was realizing that this was probably what was going to end her life, this disease. And the life expense expectancy was between six months to 20 years. It just depend on the person and the disease. So I was trying to deal with all that. And I was trying to deal with, you know, dealing with her finances and her health directive and, you know, and getting her to fill out all the paperwork and, you know, just coming to terms with stuff like that, that not very many people want to deal with when somebody they love is, is, you know, elderly and, and dying. So what do you do? You just do what you can. And I wasn't taking it well. And I, I think my family members, most of them, at least the ones that knew about it, weren't very helpful because I don't think they really realized what was going on. They didn't live here. And when they did talk to my mom at the time, my mom was okay. You know, they, yeah, she, memory was kind of a little off, but she was still at least able, you can have a conversation with her. So they weren't really quite understanding. And I felt that they were just thinking, oh, Sherry, you're just being dramatic. Sherry, you're just, you know, over, overreacting. You're feeling sorry for yourself, whatever. They weren't really understanding what was actually going on. So I wasn't getting a lot of help and it was becoming very, very stressful to the point to where I literally was going to pack up my computer, my TV, my clothes, and just, I was just going to go. I wasn't going to tell anybody where I was going. It was just like, you know what? You guys get to deal with it all. See ya. Because obviously I didn't sign up for this. Nobody signs up for it. And, um, I felt it was my responsibility. I, and I felt that way only because I was living here and also because I have no children and I don't have a spouse. So I figured why I, I guess I, I should do it. And I really don't have any regrets doing it. It's just hard seeing someone that you love slowly slip away. And, and like I said, the, the stress, you know, there's days with my mom, it's like the same questions over and over and over. And uh, one day she came in mad. Oh, she was mad. She was ready to fight. She was so mad because she, somebody stole her clothes. She could not find her clothes. Somebody came in the middle of the night and stole her clothes. I'm mom. No one would steal your clothes. Yes, somebody still stole my clothes. Long story short, long story short, she ended up, um, we ended up finding her clothes in the washer. She had washed them the night before and completely forgot that she had washed them. So she thought in the middle of the night, somebody came in and, you know, stole her JCPenney pants, you know, so it, it's kind of things like that. And it's funny 
But at the time, she's so upset. And there's nothing you can say to convince her otherwise. Otherwise, a normal person would say, where are my clothes? Oh, yeah, I washed them. You know, not my mom. You know, she's ready to call the police. So it's things like that that happens. And then and then trying to calm her when she does realize she hasn't remembered something that just happened. You know, Christmas Eve, you know, 40-minute drive from my brother's house. And when we got home, she did not remember even being there. And it scared her. So I had to try to comfort her and tell her, you know, it's okay, Mom. You know, it's okay. She, you're just tired. It's late you'll be fine in the morning but she was scared you can see the fear in her face that she literally didn't remember what had just happened and I I struggle with the stress every day but I have found ways to deal with it family members have finally jumped on board I um you know they're they're starting to realize okay this is kind of bad Sherry does need help. My brother James noticed it more than I think than anybody because he had been he had he hadn't been around. He's he lived in Ohio, you know, we'd Skype and whatever all the time. And he'd come out maybe once a year. But he didn't realize how much stress I was under when he moved out here. He noticed it immediately and said, Okay, well, let's let's just start fixing things. And so he was a huge, huge help. And I did a lot of research and I found some things to help. It's helped me. I think might help other caregivers deal with the stress of, of, of trying to cope with this disease as well as the person that has it. And the one thing I found that's so essential, that's so important, is you have to take time out for yourself. You have to. You have to get away. You have to. You know, you tell your your brother, sister, friend, family, aunt, uncle, whatever, and say, listen, I need to get away. And you got to get away. You have to. It's important for you. It's also important for the person you're taking care of because, you know, you don't want to blow up at them because you're so stressed because then they're not going to understand why. So you got to take time out for yourself. And if you can't find people to, to sit with your, 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 your mom, your dad, whoever it is, they have daycare centers that you, you may think about wanting to do that, <clears throat> which is only, um, you know, for two hours a day, whatever. If you found a, a reputable one and a good one, you, you might want to check something else like that out. And uh, you got to get creative, but you have to. It's essential. My doctor says you got to take time out for yourself. Got to take care of yourself. Another thing you can do is... Uh, Give yourself a gift, you know, lift your spirits once in a while. And, and I think by giving yourself um, a gift, it, you know, it, it helps, you know, whether it be a, just buying that magazine you've been looking at for a while. Like, yeah, I'm going to buy that magazine or, or that pair of shoes that you saw and go, you know, I'm going to get that shoes or even stopping at McDonald's and picking up a Big Mac because that's your, you know, passion or well, not your passion, but you know, your secret addiction, you know, so Get yourself that McDonald's if you want. You know, self-indulgence is okay. You don't want to indulge all the time. You know, occasionally, it's okay. Do it all the time. We may have a problem, and then that's a whole other episode. But, yeah, give yourself a present to lift your spirits once in a while. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you have friends, like I, I said before, friends are super essential. You need to have some friends. And if you have 
you know, understanding, supportive, helpful friends, that's great. And just having somebody that you can vent to call up and say, oh man, this has been a hard day. Do it and do it with your spouse, you know, do, you know, confide in them too. you know, think I don't want to worry them. No, worry them, worry them, let them share into it. Another thing you want to do is avoid isolation. And, you know, sometimes it's hard because you don't have time to make friends, but you don't want to isolate yourself either. And, you know, you can, you know, join support groups and you can find, you know, make friends there or go to your church, you know, reconnect at your church or your synagogue. And, you know, you can meet, make friends there. And a lot of times they have support groups, churches, they have, you know, a support group usually the bigger churches have support groups to help out with people that are dealing with, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, if you're feeling fatigue or discouragement, anger, grief, despair, guilt, you know, those are all normal to feel. But if you feel those feelings, if you feel like those feelings are overwhelming you to the point that you feel you're just going to crack, then I suggest you need to seek some professional help because you don't want to get so depressed that you just check out. You don't want to do that. And sometimes the feelings can get overwhelming and support groups are great to help out. But if you feel that there's just way too much and nothing's working, you need to seek some professional help. Places you can do that. I mean, the internet is great. It really is. I mean, it, it could be a piece of shit sometimes, but I'm telling you, for information, the internet is, is, is really great when you need to find information like this. The place I suggest to go to is Alzheimer's Association. They are great. They provide support, information, referrals for families. They are truly, truly great for people who are dealing with Alzheimer's, dementia. It's great for caregivers. It's great for people who are dealing with the disease. Um, they have a 24-7 hotline, 800-272-3900. You can call them anytime. Um, the website, go to the website, alz.org, alz.org. They also have um, a, a, a message board you can go to. It's alzconnect.org, and you can join it. It's free, and... Um, you can join a message board and connect with other caregivers who may have gone through what you've gone through or going through something that they've already gone through. And they, they can tell you, Oh, you know, I went through that. Let me tell you what I did. So Alzheimer's association, alz.org is great, 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 great. Another thing is this book that I have found. It's called the 36 hour day. It is a great book. It's a, it's a guide to caring for people who have Alzheimer's related dementia and memory loss. It's by Nancy L. Mace. Um, it's the best guide of its kind. It really is. It's just an excellent guide with general information. And um, it, it's like the Bible for the caregiver. It really is. It's um, It's been around since 1981. They've had a lot of updates. The, the, the sixth edition uh, came out... That's the latest one came out in 2017. So they do update it quite often. Um, the 36 hour day, you can get it 
on Amazon or wherever you buy books. Um, I found it at the library. I went to my library. They had the fifth edition, which came out, I think, in 2011. Um, yours may carry the um, sixth edition. You know, it just, it, it, I mean, it covers like financial things. Um, they have even a, a, a chapter in here for uh, teenagers. I'll put this info uh, on my Facebook page, Sherapy with Sherry Todd. It also should be in the um, uh, episode description. I have that info there. It should be there too if you need it. I want to thank you for your support. I want to thank you again for listening. And I hope you have a great day. And uh, before we go, before we go, Alexa, tell me a joke. Why did Batman cross the road? Find out next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. You can find Sherapy with Sherry Todd in your iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or other favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.